Hello and welcome to another episode of Patched. I'm your host Paul James and I'm joined today with by Adam Rourke. Not with a water bottle, unlike the last time you saw him. <laughs> yeah, I think it's too dangerous for me to have the water bottles now. <laughs> yeah, it was a great experience last time around. So we're coming to you today from RTX in Sydney. Yes. Uh, we're, we're in the Sunday now. We've been to a few little panels. We've uh, been to a few other little events. We've played some games. And we're here to basically report to you about things we've seen, done, yeah. and enjoyed, not enjoyed, whatever. So. I'll let you kind of go first because you've been a little bit more active than I have. I've yes, quite so. Yeah, they've even got a beer garden here, so that's been fantastic. You can actually drink alcohol at this event. Uh, well, gee whiz, what, what to start with? So, first of all, I suppose what a lot of people come here for is for the talent. So they come here because you're a Rooster Teeth fan and there's something that it falls under their banner that you like, whether it be Fun House, something funny, or just Rooster Teeth in general. So. Something that I've really liked and I've always liked about um, last year's RTX as well is that the panels, it's something for the fans. Yeah. So it's like quite often like they're very interactive with their fans but it's all through an online medium. So then they come to Australia and they do something like this and there's something about just being in the crowd and interacting with that crowd. It's it's a little bit more real. It's a little bit more one for one. It, yeah, for me it's very different. Like the only expos I've been to in the past or shows have been PAX and um, the EB Expo. Yep. And in both those cases, they are the games are forefront of people's minds. And sure, there might be a few little guests or whatever, but they do their thing and they kind of disappear quietly into the background. Whereas this is all about the you know Gus or Greg Miller or. Yeah. Barbara or any of those sort of people who just happen to, you know, they're coming in to speak and interact with their fans. It's it's very different for me. Uh, it's taken a while to kind of get used to, but it's still one that I've enjoyed, maybe because I'm, and you're probably getting a bit of a hint based on my shirt at the moment, like I'm a big kind of funny fan. Um, so to be able to meet Greg and Tim, that was fantastic. You'll see my interviews with them over the course coming of this week as well. Coming soon, player so, two. <laughs> um, if, if you've not already seen them, I don't exactly know how I'm going to plan to roll them out yet. But um, uh, we'll, we'll work that out. Like, you'll, you'll see them this week. Yeah, exactly. And something um, they've actually stepped up a lot this year. Last year, was um, it wasn't big on video games in general. Uh, I think that was more of a limitation of the space that they were in, though. So this year, probably one of the biggest things that's there is um, Microsoft and Nintendo. And, of course... Nintendo Switch is coming out, everyone's pretty excited about it. You only need to look at the lineup for the Nintendo booth. Yeah, there's a lineup for the Nintendo booth. And, and that a goes fairly sizable one too. Oh, and it takes it takes forever as well. That's actually something that I don't like. I don't like that you would have to stand in line for 40 minutes, maybe 60 minutes. Well, we had to stay, and myself and Angelica had to stay there for yeah, 40 odd just yep. to play Zelda. Yes. Yeah, I actually saw the line for Zelda and I was like, yeah, you know what, I'm, li I'm leaving at the pool. He's, he's played it. I have too many other things to actually like run with in order to say it. God, well, tell us about it, damn it! Like I think everyone wants to hear about that. Uh, all right, so both myself and Angelica had separate systems to play on. Um, Angelica had a really unfortunate sort of experience. I'm looking at her across the room right now, and there's a sad face there. Uh, <laughs> she had a really unfortunate situation. Look, I'll, I'll, you know, you can give Nintendo the benefit of the doubt. We know that they make really highly polished games, but yes. the, the demo crashed on her ten or so, five to ten minutes in. Mm -hmm. um, the PR guy booted the thing up again but didn't get like it was a 20 minute session didn't give her any more time so she only got as far as she did before and then okay you know next person which of was, course which yeah. is really unfortunate at the same time i was playing and having an absolute blast and i was doing things the pr guys were saying oh hang on people haven't been doing that in across the saturday in which i played it so um, how's, it, how's it different from some of the other zelda games then it's the open world thing and you know being able to just go off and do whatever you want whenever you want however yep. you want to do it um i didn't mess too much around with the 
the cooking systems or any of those sorts of things. I don't even know if they're actually technically available in that demo, but for me it was um, just, I went bush bashing and I just tried to see what I could do and what, what I could find. I was taking down cobblins that I don't think I was supposed to be able to beat. Um, but I can see there's there's that Souls, yes, Bloodborne, Neo sort of influence there where not, not to that same extent, but it was cool how, you, you know, you're going to have to bounce your way around and try and dodge and evade and then strategically hit them yes. whenever you want. And I managed to, I mean, I died once, but I managed to do it against that really high-end problem. No, so then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll pay that. Uh, then off the back of having beaten him, I managed to pick up his weapon, mm -hmm. which was significantly overpowered compared to everything else I'd been waving around to that point. Like I'd been waving around a little branch, I picked up a your stock standard Bacoblins thing, whereas now I had like this spiked, and, you're just, um, and I'm just, yeah, like, like they were one hit. Uh, one shots in a few of these cases, so and they weren't expecting you to cool. do that in the demo, were they? They weren't expecting me to have either been able to beat him or perhaps even just find it. But I guess because like the world seems massive just from the little slice that I've played, mm -hmm. so maybe it was just a case of no one's headed off in that direction yet. And like, but there's, it just probably says that there's so many variations of what you could do mm -hmm. that that's what led to me in that particular case doing these this particular sequence of activities that led me to this location. There was a main mission that was available to me, but. I had no interest in pursuing it. I don't really want to spoil any like any potential spoilers. I don't from, think you can spoil a demo. demo. If it's in a demo, chances are, unless uh, the developers are crazy, not a pivotal. Yeah, mode, it's not a spoiler. So you I think I like to keep away from that sort of stuff as a general rule. Anyway, like when I played Horizon at, at EB Expo last year, I, I had the exact same thing. I just went off and did my own thing. I didn't yep. worry about the story stuff, just in case. That's actually really surprising because like. Um, for those who don't come to these events and you don't play early demos, often they're very uh, limited. So they go, yeah. we want you to go down path A and we want you to defeat boss B. And that's how they set it. Like, most developers will do that. They'll talk but you through it. Every now and again, they stuff up. They're like, oh, we'll just open up this part of the game for them. And then someone, someone always like just goes, no, I'm not, not going to go talk to him. I'm going to go to the, this yeah. guy over here. And then they go, oh, wow, I didn't know you could do that in this yeah. game. They're like, oh, shit, we weren't supposed to bring that out. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't think in my case yesterday or even in the case of Horizon last year that there was anything that they were worried about yeah. seeing. But was, they were just surprised that I saw it. Okay. Which, oh, cool. I was, I was happy with that. Well, also at the Nintendo booth, because I did line up, and I did get in. And this is the portion that I didn't do, I didn't try any of the other Switch Well, this is good that we switched this up, so now we can actually talk to you guys about it, because we're working so damn hard. Anyway, so I went in there and I managed to play two games. Yeah, too much drinking. Uh, I managed to play two games, uh, Street Fighter Ultra, Street Fighter 2, which is a new game coming out from Capcom, uh, which is essentially Street Fighter 2 Turbo, uh, now they have two new characters on there. Uh, if you've ever played ST uh, HDR, which came out a while ago on uh, the previous generation system, it's it's very much like that. So you can either play in the um, old-fashioned graphics or you can play in the new ones. That was with old sound or new sound. And now they've got Evil Ken, uh, sorry, Violent Ken and Evil Ryu. Yeah. Uh, both of which seem pretty damn broken, especially Evil Ryu. You get one jump in, you can dizzy an opponent, and 70% of their life is gone. I went, yeah, that's not going to work. Oh, okay. So. It's an early build. It's it's very early. Um, one of the guys who was actually like manning that said that as well. He said like this is not like when they're missing it, a lot. When is it meant to be out? So not not on release. I think oh, it's yeah. going to be a month after. Okay. Yeah, which to me makes sense. Like after playing it, and the problem is it's it's not 
because it's a retro redo, it's not gonna bring in new people. It's not. It's not a it's new game. It's just for the existing fans. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. Like as a Street Fighter fan, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I'd have to play it. I think where they're gonna get really undone is that you're not gonna go out and buy a three hundred dollar fight stick to yeah. play on your Switch. You're just not. No, because you're worried about what you know, what may or may not actually arrive on the system. Exactly. It's and not a. The general consensus from the community around the internet is that there's, like, there's not a huge amount of confidence in the system. No. In terms of what the games it'll no. get. I'm hoping like hell, and I'm sure those people are as well, that Nintendo pulls one out and the third parties come on oh, board yeah. and all that sort of stuff. No, I don't think anyone's wishing ill on them, but we're not necessarily optimistic. I, th I think that's an important thing to um, talk about as well. Like um, Often uh, when we come out and we write or we're cynical or we're critical of either a company, a developer or a game, like really, in, in our hearts, we want games to be good. We want them to be, I want every game to be 100 out of 100. I want every game to be a new experience. I want every game to be just phenomenal and make a top 10 list somewhere. I want every game to be like that. I want good games. The thing is like, you've got to call it as you see. You can't- I wanted Naughty yeah, to be fantastic. I can't let my love of Street Fighter come out and tell you, you should go buy Street Fighter 2. It's like, well, no, there's, I mean, do you like the classic? Like, yeah, that's great. Is it a $60, $70 game? No. No, it's not. The only reason they can get away with that is because it's on a new system and it'll be a very early release. Yeah. So you won't really have a choice. You just either buy that or you wait another two months and play nothing. Uh, will I buy it? Yes, because I'm a sap. I'll buy it. Uh, you, you know what you're going to get in that sort of case? Yeah. But in a lot of other cases, you won't. Exactly, exactly. And um, so what else did you get up to while you're, in the, while you're at Nintendo? Well, kind of two other things, but milking I'll say cows. one and a half. Now, I didn't I I watch a whole lot of those. So, Milking Cows, which is... I'm not kidding, that. Uh, they have a lot of these uh, middle... I think you are meant to straddle the button, so it's not are like you? you're just... No, 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 you're... Yeah, you're totally, not... yeah. That's what you're doing, squeezing the buttons and slowly... There, there, there's our um, <laughs> R-rated episode for you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, anyway, so... Uh, so, there was that. There was the Samurai game, which is... Uh, you have a sword, you swing it down, and the other person has to catch the sword yep. like this um, and these are the kind of things that you can watch other people playing like oh I get it that's good really kind of clever games but um, one which I feel you have to really try and that's um, you you have to hold the Joy-Con controller and you tilt it side to side and by doing that the, the force feedback gives you an idea about how many balls are inside and then you have to guess oh yeah I've heard about this yeah. really clever idea and the fact that everyone who played it said like no actually you can you can tell it's like oh, one two three like they can tell how many balls are in there Judging from how quickly or slowly they tilt the controller, it says to me that the technology that they've got inside these things are actually pretty good. Yeah, it seems like that what they're dubbing HD Rumble seems to be really cool tech, and now it's just a matter of finding way, effective ways to kind of apply that tech in, in games coming up. Yeah. Um, so obviously I, I looked at those, I didn't get a chance to play them. Uh, the other game I did get a chance to play was Mario Kart 8. Yep. Now battle everyone's mode. played Mario Kart battle 8. Mode, yeah, had to jump into battle mode. Wow, so we're playing um, on the tablet. It's, it's literally about this big, so it's not big. Did you have to play this particular I on the tablet? I had or? to. Okay. Yeah, that's one of the downsides about what I've heard from a lot of these different Nintendo events is you're going to play it the way we tell you to. Like, I, yes. I asked, they, thankfully, in the case of Zelda, they, like I was playing it on this TV for a while. Mm. Unfortunately, I didn't have headphones. Oh, my, okay. Mine was the one station without headphones. But, um, whatever. Uh, but I, I did ask them, though, can I, and I started to disconnect the Joy-Cons, and they're like, no, no, hang on. And it was, they were okay with it, but yeah. in that particular case, it was a security-related thing, like, we need to make sure that we I get it. Because we don't want to, like, we're worried about theft. It's Well, it's also a controlled demo. It's like, just do it this way and don't argue. Well, they were happy to do it. It was just a case of, 
Like, apparently they were going to come over and do it for me, the guy was saying. like At some point they were going to tap me on the shoulder and go, hey, do you want to try it? Okay. Up. But I'd already taken it upon myself and was starting to unclip. They're like, oh, well, fine, we'll just... Here, we're going to do it shortly. We'll do hmm. it for you now. But that is like something I've heard with a few of these different demos about events in Australia and around um, around the world that it's uh, it's all kind of dictated by Nintendo. And this is the way you're going to play, whether you like it or not. Yeah, kind of sucks. Um, and in light of that, um, it was a split screen on the little tablet. I was playing with this other nice guy that was there. We had fun. We played, jumped into the battle mode. It was it wasn't one v one. It was more like. 1v1 with like six NPCs jumping around. Yep. Now, there, it was a new map I'd never played before in battle mode, and it felt really good, instantly felt great. Uh, the little controllers, they're little, but they feel fine. Like it's, yep. nothing felt like, oh, I gotta do it like this so that I can control it, or I gotta move this over here. It, it cause they're tiny, felt okay, everything felt good. So rest assured that's looking good so far. What didn't feel good was that you only had one weapon, and that was the bomb, so you went through a question mark, you got a bomb. Something like that's new is that you could like build up on that, so you could have like three bombs, okay, four so bombs. Stack, that's cool. Yeah, but that that's not going to really resonate very well. Like half the fun of the battle mode is like, oh, I've got a green shell, like I can make that work. It's like, oh, red shell, oh, yeah, they're you dead. Yeah, exactly. Based um, on what you've been given. It's an early build still, so it's impossible to say that that's going to be the final build. I would say it's not. Oh yeah, yeah. And the fact that and, they've and actually brought arena battles two back. Two months. Two and a half two, months until the game comes yeah. out. It's the end of April, Mario Kart 8's yeah. release. And they might even have that build ready now, but they're not showing that in the demo. Again, because yeah. it's very controlled. Like, this is probably the stable thing. Uh, everything felt responsive. Nothing felt out of place. Uh, if they if they don't bring back the multi-item thing, yeah, that, that's a big disappointment. I yeah. think they should. And if they if they bring it back and it's just bombs, like that's going to get very old very quickly. Yeah. The arenas, on the other hand, well, they were fantastic. Totally new, uh, very different, but it was a proper battle arena like we're used to with the snares and N64 days. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So that was excellent, and then after that I went, alright, I'm going to go check out this arms game. Unfortunately, the people in front of me, yeah. Damn it. They, they were like, and they're the last people, and I'm just literally like, oh, come on. You look, are here, look, me. media, come on, find <laughs> like, away for me. Yeah, they, they didn't give a <laughs> shit. They <laughs> they're like, that's, that's nice. We've Nintendo. had a long, long day. <laughs> Yeah. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think I had a long day too. They didn't care. And fairness to them, it was like they... for three hours in an interview about Kojima. Oh god, yeah. We'll talk, we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, so I got to watch um, two sets played before me. Two um, different people playing two sets each. It was good. It looks really good. I always like think with these sorts of games though, it's like, okay, that's good, and that's good for maybe 10 games, that's maybe good for 20 games. Is that good for, you know, six yeah, months? prolonged gameplay. Yeah, prolonged. Like, what longevity up. does this have? Does it have leaks? And I don't know is the answer. It looked really good. It actually looked like there was actually some strategy in there. Like it's, do I, and I, I'll punch now, I'll, I'll set up a punch, and no, no, I'll, if I throw both arms out, they pull them in and they do like a combo. I th and they've got super moves as well, and when you use whichever one is when you think it's it's the right time to do it. It's all about timing. Yeah. So I, can, I like that that's in there. I like that it's not just a kind of like a random, like, I'm going to mash buttons. Oh, I got one in. That feels good, because there's no intrinsic reward from that. But it's also, it's like, it's a hard line to follow if it's like, is that going to be intrinsically rewarding, or is this applicable for people who just pick it up and want to start playing? It's yeah. got to be both. I don't know if it has both, is the answer. Okay. It did look fun. It looked really fun. And I wish I could have played it, but I didn't. 
Yeah, look, for me, and I was telling you this yesterday as we were walking around, when I initially saw the trailer for ARMS during that Nintendo event, and I'm seeing a Japanese businessman and a Japanese schoolgirl, and all of a sudden there's giant stretchy arms coming in. <laughs> I was just, oh my god, what? Like classic this, Nintendo. Nintendo actually, like, they've finally lost, well, no, we. you could argue they lost it a long time ago, but like they, they've just given up. Like this is it, this is the last console, we're moving on. And then they actually showed the gameplay. Oh, hang on. I had to really quickly turn around there, and thankfully I wasn't so jaded already by yeah. what I'd seen to that point in the trailer that I was able to come around when I saw the game, and then I've heard lots of feedback, and now what you've seen, and, and even just observations of what's going on on the show floor, seeing people playing it. Yeah, I'm buoyed by this. I think I might buy it when it comes it's getting, out it's in getting the good middle feedback. of the year, apparently. So, yeah. and that and that really is important. It's like, okay, good feedback, but I'm not just going to one v one an AI and then one v one a friend. Yeah. It's like, what what single element, single player elements do you have in this? Is it something interesting? Is it something fun? Is it something we can run with? We've got some talent walking by right now. So, if James, Let, eyes decide to wander. Let's see if we can rein them in. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see uh, if we can get a little guest. We'll see if uh, Greg wants to do a cameo with Tim. Boys, any chance you want to, you want to say hi to the camera? We're doing oh. now, so Damn it, all, right. all good. So, Tim Geddes and Greg Miller just wandering by. Oh, you're saying, yeah, jump in right now. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, What's up, everybody? It's us, Greg Miller and Tim from Kind of Funny. We're here. Is it a video one? Yeah, yeah. that's on. Yeah, Is it on video as well? Yeah. <laughs> one for the fans. Thanks again, guys. We're all, we're all professional here. It's great. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to have legs, and I, I kind of think Nintendo know that, so I don't think they're going to release it as the demo is now. It's going to be released, you're going to have a nice bunch of characters, they're all going to be unique, yeah. and there's going to be something in there that you, if you just want to play on your own, you're going to have. And to put that in perspective, I think it's um, a bit like Splatoon, where who, who expected that to do really well, and I, then it was so a, big. The same idea, there was a lot of cynicism about yeah. that before it came out. Yeah. Um, and then it became this massive thing, and it's a shame that Splatoon 2 is not playable down there, because I hear the original Nintendo events, when the Switch got unveiled, that it was playable. Yeah. Um, and people were quietly optimistic. No, there's a... F oh, okay, maybe we, we're it's, hearing things No, no, it's looking good. I was just, I was disappointed that they didn't have, like, even a, so like videos being played. But I expected a demo to be here, and it yeah. wasn't. So, that was, to me, that was disappointing, but it is what it is in that regard. Like, I don't... I don't expect every release game to be out here. Maybe they, they probably had their reasons why they weren't showing it, yeah. is the answer. Um, well, look, that's, that's another one that's on track for the middle of the year, so... Yes, he, yeah, he's hoping time. that um, if there are any concerns or faults that all that kind of comes around, plays out in its favour. You know, something we're not talking it's, about, too, about ARMS, is it's, it's another original IP. Like, this is... Nintendo finally starting to realise, like, hey, original try IP. Yeah, try it. And, like, guess what? If it takes off, now you have something to add on to your collection. Do you feel like this is a result of the fact that now they're focusing on one system? Sure, there's still a little bit of support. Like, uh, mm -hmm. we've got a drag, a couple... Um, mobile games? Mobile games. Yeah. But we've got Fire Emblem that's still coming to 3DS. Couple, There's a couple that are carrying across. Yoshi's Woolly World came out this weekend. Yeah. But that's a Wii U port. Um, most of the support for Nintendo's other systems is now dead. They've just ceased production worldwide for the Wii U. Yep. Do, we, do you think that the fact that we're seeing a few of these new IPs starting to roll out, that it's a result of um, them only having to focus on one system? Yeah, definitely. Like, and that's a smart thing to do. The worst thing you could ever do... Oh, no, the worst thing you could ever do. The Wii U didn't sell a lot of uh, units, okay? So... You've you got to think, like, if they sold, what was it, 13.4 million yeah. units, the Vita sold 14.3, and everyone says the Vita was a failure. 
I don't know. Uh, I love the it. fact is, is like it was the lowest selling console out of the last whatever. So do you keep on trying to support what you would call a dead fish? Or you go, okay, look, yay, we, we had fun. Let's move on to this new thing and push that instead. I think that's the right thing to do. And I think it's important to separate that from the Wii U. So you don't go like, oh, it's like a little upgrade, it's like an add-on. No, 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 Wii U, what's that, what's oh, that? No, that? That was the big problem for the Wii U, because there was lots of commentary when the Wii U first oh, got yes. People thought that the gamepad was a peripheral for the Wii. Yes, everyone um, did. Yeah, sorry, what I, yeah, I was getting at it, because it seems like everything's wrapping up both Wii U and 3DS, yes. 3DS for the most part, that because now, they've only got one system to focus on, this is why we can get these new ideas, and we can still bank on Zelda and Mario oh, yeah. and Metroid. Smash, Mario Kart, Smash th yeah. those sorts of things, like they'll all, they'll all come along. But because now all this studio is focused on one thing, you can lock all those things in mm -hmm. and you can, okay, let's try a, an ARMS or a Splatoon yes. or any of those sorts of things. Like they can try stuff and not have to worry about it impairing their ability to develop the big ones. And they're going, um, they, they, they're going hybrid. So they're going handheld home console. So immediately when I saw the switch I thought so does that mean you're not going to do a handheld next generation it, quite possibly they won't we, we don't know I think that would be the best choice not yeah, to yeah because like then you're going to start inhibiting on your own market whereas like if you have one console that encapsulates both suddenly it's like okay you want to develop like a game that like works good as a handheld like carry it around with you and play versus like okay you can also develop a game where you can play at home like sit back with your yeah, pro controller really. i think if it's successful in that regard th yes they'll combine both markets but it's like i don't have to buy two consoles anymore i just have to buy one one until they get a slim version or a new color or something yeah. uh so you yeah want to buy another cradle so you can <laughs> drop it in another room or i think what we're going to see a lot of is um and you've kind of seen that with the videos. I don't know if they're going there with this, but it's I'm going to bring my tablet out. I'm going to play it here. You're going to bring your tablet out and play it there. We'll meet up and like now we're playing the same multiplayer game, but between the two of us. Yeah. So now I've got my own screen. You've got your own screen. And then I take that home and then now I'm playing just on my own. And of course you add to that the online element. I mean, we, we don't know. This is all hypothetical at the moment. But I, I see that idea having legs. Do I see Nintendo succeeding in that? Well, how many times have we been wrong about this sort of stuff in the past? Heaps of times. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I don't know. common thing. God, we've been talking about Nintendo for a bit. Like, what else has been at this event? You I, and I both played uh, Halo side by side there. Halo so. 2. Wars 2. Halo War 2. Uh, oh, sorry, Halo Wars 2. Yeah, you're yes. right. My bad. Um, so, what, uh, we played Blitz Mode. Yes. Um, which is like a domination style. Yeah, kind of horde mode too. We're getting wave after wave yeah. after wave. God, how to explain that? So you've got three domination points and you, you control your units like an RTS and you go onto the point and you've got that point. Uh, resources pop up on the map. You go there, you blow them up, you get the resources and your resources allow you to buy new units, maybe better units. Of course, every minute a new wave comes in you've got to defend your points. It was um. Whilst keep growing your yeah, army. It was strange because I like I kind of thought is the idea in a lot of directions. Yeah, it's it's the idea to um just see how long you last and you go cool. I got it to wave seventeen. Yay, go go and me. And it's better than I am. I got to fifteen. We both yeah. got into what they dubbed to be the hero heroic. Level, yeah, I, sp I suppose that's good. In Halo, that's <laughs> meant to be good. Like yeah. that's one of the highest. I think levels. is we went leg legendary easy, is the hard, heroic. Yeah. yeah, presumably legendary. Legendary would have so been the next our one. First proper crack at a demo down down there. I didn't know what I was start. doing. Yeah, I still didn't know what I was doing. It'd be like, um, I would just go, yeah, I'll, I'll get that unit, I'll get that unit. Didn't know if it hit air and land, but in a demo, you never really know. I would have liked maybe um, some sort of like a billboard up, say like, hey, this one this attacks. This, yeah, this, this, this is this. a like low damage, but does really good to high flying things. 
it kind of made sense when I saw the other team using certain um, units. I went, oh, okay, so if I push this forward, I can have this one back here just lobbing stuff. But if they ever got behind, that thing's dead. It's yeah. busted. Um, it was it was fun. Uh, I what don't you... see a lot in that game where I went, oh, that's that's a game that that's has... That's new? Or... Yeah, that's new. It's because it didn't feel new. What did you think about the fact, because we got we both got to play it on the Xbox One, yes. the controller, not not on the PC. The game is coming out PC. Yes. Uh, what did you think about how it played with the controller? Given uh, that RTS is something traditionally have struggled, but this is developed by a Creative Assembly. Yeah. The biggest name these days in RTS, pretty much. Yes. You know, up there about with you know, Firaxis and a few of those, but they're hmm, right at the pointy end. It. Not terrible. Is... Yeah, it's not terrible. So it's good, but it's not great because... You're never going to be quite as efficient yeah. as flicking things around with the mouse. Mouse and keyboard is RTS. Uh, and that's not... That doesn't mean I'm ever going to walk away from it. Someone figures out some awesome configuration on a control bed, I go, oh my god, that is infinitely better. Yeah. That didn't happen with this. And it's partially because analog control will never beat movement control on your mouse. It just never yeah. will. Uh, maybe one day, I just doubt it, that's all. Uh, well, selecting I think, I think part of my units that, as well. Uh, I think like, you can use a mouse and keyboard even with the Xbox One version of the game on your console. Oh, well, that's like, perfect. You can plug in and do it. I think. Don't. If that's, yeah, if that's um, accurate, down here, then that, that's good. Because my, my biggest issue was if I wanted to select like part of my units and I wanted to split them up, how I did in the game now, uh, maybe I misread the configuration wrong, but I would sort of like tilt the screen away from half my units and there was a button that selected all your units, but only the ones you saw. Yeah. So I would tilt the screen so I would like split my army up, hit the RB, and I'm like, cool, you guys go up there and defend that, and I'll keep here with this one. And once I split them up, that was great, because then I could um, control two different points independently of one another. Just, yeah, it's like, I shouldn't have to do that with the screen. I'm sure there was maybe some sort of configuration if I held down a button, selected so many, and then, then I could control that. Yeah. Uh, no one explained to me how to do that. And we didn't have anyone from Microsoft no there next to us at all. No, so. it was like, just go in and just figure it out. And even with that, like, then I just most of the time ended up with this huge army, which worked fine. Um, until yeah. I died. <laughs> but we had a pretty good run, both, yeah. both our cases. Yeah, yeah. It was actually a... It was an enjoyable demo in regards to, like, I got enough time where I was like, no, I, I get a little bit of a feel for this game. Very Dawn of Warish, if you've ever played that. Oh, I haven't personally, but I'm sure there's plenty of people so, out there who have. So. Dawn of Warish, um, I had a sizable army at one point, but of course that diminished eventually. <laughs> After I got mowed down by some of those heroic um, characters. My god. Jeez, uh, what else What else so did we play? Dabbled in a bit of indie stuff because yes. the stuff we've spoken about so far is all the the higher profile, be it Nintendo or Microsoft stuff. You spent a little bit of time in the indies where I didn't. So mm -hmm. what, what did you kind of see and do that? So Hacknet and Dungeon League are both here now. I actually have um, reported on both of these in the past. So Hacknet is it's a game where you have to hack basically, yeah. and the developer who I, whom I met is I, uh, I want to say Mark or Chris. I think it's Chris, and he's he's awesome. He's clearly got a brain for this stuff. So what he wanted to do was um, he wanted to make a game where it's like you're hacking a computer but it's semi-realistic yeah and that I think that's really clever how he did that so it's one of the smartest most original games that I played whereas uh, Dungeon League it's it's like a it's like a top-down view dungeon crawler but you can you know free-for-all four players maybe 2v2 
or just single player co-op as well like it's you you go through and you have a thing like uh, you have to go around and touch these three flags in order and that's one point okay and you cool. keep on doing, but you can kill each other in the middle of it and then at the end of each level you get to go to the shop and buy stuff like oh, I want to buy a new ability because I've got enough points in that now so the RPG elements RPG elements are very light but they're also clever in that you don't really yeah, have to play it enough to understand yeah, it. Yeah, okay. So if it says like plus three strengths, like that gives me that HP. Sense. Yeah. If I say get these boots, it'll boost your speed by 15%. You get cool. Well, that makes sense too. And then special abilities there. I think that's the only thing where you have to play through so many times with certain characters to go, oh, I want that ability. Oh, I like that ability. It's just such a fun game. It's the game you pull out when you have friends over and you don't have time to explain to them this concept of a game. It's like jump in. A, B, C, let's go. Yeah. And then you all go in and you have fun, especially with 2v2. It's so much fun. <coughs> Dying on my own breath here. <laughs> and it um, doesn't even have any water within this Not time. yet, yeah. Give me, give me time, everyone. Go back to look at our episode from uh, PAX last year if you don't, want to see it. Had a near-death experience with a bottle no, of water. I choked to death. It was horrible. And we couldn't hold ourselves together. We tried for a while. How and then do, Jen lost it. How does someone not drink water properly? Is <laughs> there was nothing happy. It was just like, yeah, and that's just going to go into my lungs. That's fantastic. It's a skill that only I have. <laughs> so those those two games, I've already actually covered those, and they are fun. They're great. Uh, two new games that I tried out today. One was called Absolver. Now, if anyone's played uh, Jade Empire, you may recall that came out. It was an RPG based around martial arts. Jade Empire? Yes. Matt Houston's own Jade Ah, oh, I've already written that in my description. I said <laughs> Matt wakes up every morning, he's like, mm, there's no sequel. Oh. Even if you've ever listened to a Player 2 podcast, the core podcast, yes. you'll hear Matt talk about it. Yeah, he'll he'll just once a podcast. Jade Empire into <laughs> any conversation. And rightly so, it, it was a great game. game. Jade Empire, that's a great game. So this this Absolver game, it's it's an action RPG and it starts off, it takes you through this tutorial and it's about these attack strings that you can do. So you pick your character class, whatever, they all have their different attack strings, but it's more about what special ability they have. I picked the guy who had a parry. So if I parry a block, uh, a move, I can now come in and start attacking someone. And that gives me a window. I saw so many parallels between this and say a fighting game, especially talking to the developer where he's talking about frame advantage, yeah. about timing. That, that's all important in a fighter. Now, this is not your traditional fighter. It's like a third person. You're behind a person. Yep. You lock onto your enemy via Dark Actually, Souls we, method. We had a we strolled past just 20 minutes, half yep. hour before we caught up with you. Before we started recording this, and we both yeah we both saw Absolver and it caught Angelica's eye straight away. So it was it was so much fun. So after the tutorial, then it put me in as a one v one against someone else who was also going through the tutorial. Yeah. And it really was this battle of like cat and mouse. It's like, do I come into? I can fake an attack. It's like here I come. Oh no, I don't. I can back out of it. I can dash out of the way. I can parry. Have them, have them uh, consequently overcommit, and then yes, then you can, yeah. Okay. But even like the attack string. So you attack, and a little bar comes up and it's like on this certain part of the bar if you hit another attack you start stringing together your things you get frame advantage oh, okay it was it was surprisingly in, in depth and even my attack strings that I was doing you could hit, keep on hitting square or whatever but um, what my squares do I set up before I got in there so it's like I want low high and then it goes to this kick kick and that's that's that combo and after that then it changes to this second one that I have which is like punch 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 or something yeah. i set that up before i went in there and i think that's the sort of depth 
that I think has legs in this game. Okay, cool. Lots of fun. I said to him, look, if you're if you're going online with this, which they are, you, you're going to have to have a good netcode because bad netcode basically means like if you win, it's like I didn't feel like I won. If you lost, it's like well, goddamn, you know that thing was you warping all over place. Something else, and yeah. it's not down to player fault. Yeah, it's just not rewarding in any fashion. Yeah. You know? So they had one guy working on it for like four to five months straight just for the netcode. He says because the netcode to them was one of the most, if not the most important thing to have. So smart developers, they know their stuff. I'm really keen to actually Learn dive more. in. Oh, I'm keen to buy it. Like it's, that that's a buy game for me. Okay, cool. And then on the other side of that was um, a Quake style game called uh, Strafe. Yeah, it's, I didn't get to see that one. So Strafe is, it looks and plays like Quake uh, you start up, you pick your one of three guns at the start, then boom, you're into the game. And everything is randomly generated. So how I came into that game, and it's like, here's the level and here's the enemies. You start up a game immediately, it's completely different. And the idea is to see how many levels up you can go. I made it to level two because I suck. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, but we've established at least you're half decent Halo Wars Blitz mode. Yeah, there you go, yeah. yeah. RTS is my future, it seems. Um, Console art here. I see that game as being, like, the fact that it's randomly generated, but it doesn't feel crap. Like, a lot of randomly generated stuff I find is, like, when they put out a map and all that, the map just seems really bad. I don't know how they did it, but I played through three different um, levels, and each one just randomly generated. It felt like a level that was designed. As opposed to like, oh, that's slightly different. That's a different corridor. It twists left instead of right. No, this yeah. was like levels up and down, enemies in different places. And they're not smart enemies. They come at you. It's like Quake. Yeah, okay. But you have to aim for the head because that's a quick kill. And if you don't, suddenly you start getting overwhelmed. Yeah, okay. You can get new guns and all that sort of stuff. That was... Oh, man, it was... Yeah, game. it was just... It was old school fun. And if that came out as an indie title budget game... Uh, you wouldn't hazard if, some, if someone said like, "Is that worth ten dollars?" I go, "Yeah." Like I can see, I can see a few hours of fun in that, and maybe longer if you start getting really into it. It's like, oh, I made up to level twenty, I can make it to level twenty-five, I can make it to level twenty-six, because it does, I think, get harder, or it's just harder to prolong that. Yeah. Okay. And I played one more game. I've been very busy. Uh, it's called so <laughs> Brief Battles. So Brief Battles is it's if you've ever played Duck Game, you've got one screen and you've got platform elements. Uh, and then you all start off basically normal and then you go get items or whatever and you start attacking each other. The point is to get the most kills at the end of the round. Rounds last a minute and this thing, it's like you're this little guy, you can double jump around, you can climb walls and ceilings. Yeah. And you, everyone starts off with this one attack where it's basically a, a ground slam where you jump on the air, you slam down. If you do that on your opponent, you win. If you kill yourself or jump off a cliff, which you will do constantly, <laughs> you you lose your point. And it's just so much fun. Like it's that again, it's a party game, but there was enough intrinsic reward for me. It's like what, the second time I started playing it, I totally beat the developer. <clears throat> so much. Ah, oh, <laughs> felt good. I beat him by two points. He let me win. Let's be honest. Um, but I felt like I was setting things up for that. It wasn't yeah. like I was just like randomly hitting buttons. Like, yeah, oh, just I lucked hit down. Yeah, it's I lucked out. No button mash mapping. Sorry, uh, mashing. Yeah. Sorry. So there was one special ability where you have this this dash. So what I would do is I would like walk underneath and then dash back the other way and then immediately jump up because I was expecting to do a slant and then slam on him. Yeah. And I got a point. 
Uh, that worked like three times and then he like killed me a whole lot. It was, it was back and forth, it was so much fun. Uh, again, it, that's another game, a bit like Dungeon League, where it's like, hey, you're coming over, we're having drinks or parties, like, let, let's play this game. Yeah. I, I have to explain to you for a minute how to play it, and then and we then can just jump in. And you pick up and you work out oh, the rest yeah. of fun. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the games that I've um, played today, and they were all fantastic. All right, cool. Hmm. Sounds like, yeah, we both got to play some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. You certainly got into a lot more than I did, but I got to play Zelda, so sucked in. Um, <laughs> so, the main, the main thing about RTX, and we spoke about it at the beginning, is it's about the people. It's about the Rooster Teeth yes. community, the Funhouse community, the kind of funny community, the... Who else? Everyone. Uh, Hunter, everyone of, under full screen. Anyone who's under that umbrella. Yes. Um, so you're walking through the crowd and you're seeing, you're seeing hundreds and hundreds of uh, fans, a range of different brands and companies and yes. whatnot. It's it's fantastic to see. So we had we had the opportunity to do a couple of interviews. Yep. Who, who have you had an opportunity to speak to? So I finally got to have an interview with Barbara Dunkelman. She's the voice of X-Ray, uh, the voice of Yang. She's the director of social commentary. We should have gotten her to duck in. She walked by while Did we were she? recording just oh. about, uh, maybe 10 minutes ago. We should have gotten her to I don't think to she remembers who I am. Like, oh, okay. Here's something. If you ever get into interviewing people, most of the time, by the time your interview is done, they go, who the hell is that guy? Like, they, they don't they do remember. so many. Yeah, they do so many. It's like, you don't expect them to know. So... That, that, that happens. Don't, don't expect you're going to make friends. Greg and Tim rolled through before and remember what the hell was going on. That, they're different though. Those yeah. guys are, they're, they're seasoned journalists yeah. who are now doing awesome, funny commentary. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll get into that like later on. But yeah, um, so Barbara, I got to interview her. I was actually pretty uh, keen to hear about her job outside of the voice acting. So a lot of people know her as the voice actress. But that's not just what she does. She, 75% of her job is that social commentary uh, community manager. Yeah. And she's the director of that. Eight years ago, that was a made-up title. And she, yeah. she openly said that in the interview. I said, yeah, absolutely. It was so new, no one knew what to do with yeah, it. Now, it it's a career. Yeah. Like, you go, oh, I'm director of social commentary. Like, oh, shit, we really need one of you. Like, all these people are playing catch-up. Whereas someone like Rooster Teeth and um, how they were managing things, they were the pioneers for it. Barbara herself was actually, you could say, one of the pioneers for that role. Uh, I personally think she's always had a wicked sense of humor. It is so funny. Oh my god, like, you have to see her on a panel to actually understand what I'm talking about. She is incredibly funny. So it was really great to talk to her about how she fell into voice acting, how she fell into the whole scene. Uh, she was a fan of Rooster Teeth before she ever worked for them. So she was part of the community when it was a tight community. And the organizers knew who she was. And after she finished her degree in marketing, they said, like, uh, social commentary director, could you come do that? We don't really know what it is. We're making up that role, but you can be in charge of that. Because yeah. she was already within that community. And now you look at it and it's like, no, that's that's a very big career. And it's always chopping and changing. Everything is always new for her. Uh, there might be a new talk to come out, like might be a new Tumblr or something and it takes off. You have to get to know that. You have to be part of that. And yeah. it's all about interacting with that community. Getting on the ground floor. Yeah. And learning as you go and then right before I actually interviewed Barbara yeah you got a sneaky little one yeah I was just sitting out the front and they said oh do you want to interview Gus Roll I'm like fuck yeah yes of course we're allowed to swear on this by the way you don't have to dig that out no Jay and Dave I do it all the time oh thank god I was like fuck yeah so and I think I think Greg and Tim might have when they came through before so so Gus is Gus is awesome he's the most laid back guy you'll ever meet friendly smiles all the time no problems ever interviewing that guy. This is the second time I've ever been able to interview him. Uh, wow, like, what a great guy. So, 
Uh, I had to ad lib a lot of that, and I was just like, I wanted to yeah, really touch on planned, yeah. exactly. So I, I basically touched on like second event in Australia. Let's start from there. Like, you know, are we going to? My first question was like, are we going to a third? And I said, I know it's probably a spoiler, but by the time this interview comes out, you know, you probably would have mentioned anyways. Yeah, yeah, we we are. It's like it's it's been popular enough and it's grown enough in the last two years. That like it makes sense to do that. They're also expanding into um, RTX London. Yep, that's this year. Yeah, I heard uh, that mentioned. They just, just announced it. Yeah, uh, like that's huge. So now they've got three continents where they're basically having RTX. It's so, only going to so grow did from you here. Uh, did you ask the the logical follow up to the three continents that they've now got that they're going to branch into a fourth Antarctica? Are they going that way? Well, clearly they are. I mean, it's the only logical conclusion, <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe Africa as well, like RTX Africa. Sure, whatever. Um, it's, it's a really good question. Uh, what they do in the States though, where they, I mean, PAX did this as well, where they have PAX Southwest and now they have East, is it? So they have three, uh, right? Yeah. Oh, they rebranded something. The East Prime. Yeah, yeah. So I see that happening South, in the States. Oz. I think if um, we don't have any, Australia is the only other country they go to for PAX that's outside of America. Is that right? I'm pretty sure. Yes, they did a vote. I'm south. They're all US, and I don't think there's anything that's. I think they have plans to go elsewhere, but I may have just made that up. So don't don't quote me on it. I'm sure there's probably plans somewhere. Like I don't think you're wrong to. Yeah. Like I, I, I'd imagine there's a chance. And it's but, all uh, about like it where it makes sense it. for them to have it, right? Like, I mean, America's so big and there's so many people, you can actually split that up into three and you will get big crowds at each one. Uh, for Australia, maybe it'll get big enough where it makes sense to go Australia East and Australia West because it's so hard to travel between two. It's, it's yeah, so long, yeah, it's course. a big flight. Maybe they'll go that way one day. I mean, it's, it's all hearsay at the moment. The fact that we get one and we're going to get a third one, is that's pretty big news. Yeah. And this venue was a hell of a lot better than the last one. Yeah, this is my first one, so... They're also doing Laser Team 2, I found out. So that's that's in production, Okay, cool. I think. Yeah, so either that or they're, they're writing, they're putting together right now. And I found out about, if you've seen the original Laser Team, go ahead and see it. There's a, there's a scene where the, the guy with the helmet, and he gets this x-ray vision going, he's like playing around with the settings, and he's doing it when they're testing him out, and he's like, oh, there's like the woman over there looking at her, but then he turns around and this is where Gus has a cameo in it. Oh, okay. And so now Gus is naked, but it's just, it's just him without his shirt on. But what I found out is that he went there on the day initially, it's like he expected to be fully naked in that scene. Oh, okay. And the idea was like, oh, I've got to go up and adjust his helmet. And he's like, then rubbing his genitals oh, like in front of his okay. face. Oh God, could you imagine if that was in the movie? That would have been so damn funny. Hilarious. Um, so there's also <laughs> one other interview that as of the time of recording, you haven't had the opportunity to do yet it's yes. but as of the time of our recording it's about an hour away oh, uh, you you'll be talking to bruce green yes from funhouse like funhouse panels here have been impossible to get There's into so many people in funhouse shirts and like, good luck i saw a line not long before we yeah. recorded this that was just stretching through multiple halls i did a video from that line because i had one yesterday and i went that's a long line so i did a video and i just walked along the line just to show people how long that line was it was astronomical and then when they'll finish the panel they walk them back up here to the media rooms and stuff and they have a crowd following them they are so popular yeah. uh, i never realized how popular until coming here for this yeah, RTX. i had no appreciation for how popular they were until yeah. now, so so it's that, like it's great and obviously all those people having a wonderful time to get to see them 
Yeah. And like, you'll be able to check out Bruce's as well as the uh, Absolutely. Barb and Gus. They'll be written. Uh, they're all going to be published on the website. Yes, they will be. So oh, make, every single one. Make sure to check those out. I also, and I won't talk as much about them because you'll be able to see them on YouTube presumably in the next day or so. Uh, I had the opportunity to speak to our guests from before, both uh, Greg Miller and Tim Gettys. <laughs> but Gettys. man. Um, but man. <laughs> uh, so, again, I prefaced it all before. I am a massive, massive kind of funny fan. I have been fans of Greg and Colin specifically from back when they were uh, doing Beyond at IGN. Mm -hmm. They were probably the main reasons why I decided to give this whole games writing, games oh, that's podcast wonderful. thing a crack. Like me, um, something that you really looked up to. Yeah, so so to be able, especially Greg, but since I got introduced to Tim and learned about him, like they're idols, I guess, inspirations yeah, of mine. That's, that's uh, fine. So to be able to sit down and interview them was... I was glad actually when I was, sit I was sitting in front of the media room for a little while before the interview started and, and uh, Greg rolled by and he saw me just sitting there kind of twiddling my thumbs and he must have, because I, I immersed myself in the kind of funny community a little yes. bit, he saw me sitting there, see you shortly, and that just kind of helped, so like, because I didn't <laughs> want my, like, went, you know, him to sit down and be going, uh, 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 and, and I managed to get that out sitting in one of these seats over by the media room instead of on camera and I, I was a little bit dubious when I first thought, oh jeez I think I stuffed this up I watched it back this morning and I'm actually a lot happier with it that's I, good I thought I stumbled and bumbled through it by the time Tim came along who I, uh, who I interviewed immediately after hmm. the Greek I felt a lot calmer about it and um, kind of relaxed into my ways it was the first interview I've actually done with someone on the spot yes. rather than Skype or via email or any of that sort of stuff so for it to be meant uh, idols of mine was a little bit daunting but I'm you know I'd never change a thing about it. It was fantastic. So, That's and they really were good. so generous with their time and um, super friendly. Super friendly. I've made a Geelong supporter out of both Greg and Tim. Converts. Um, so they'll take that back to the US, and we'll see what we'll see what happens from there. <laughs> and they'll go, "What's a Geelong?" It's like, you shut up. Yeah, you it's, just wouldn't it's, know that. It's, it's, it's a it's, <laughs> the scars are in a bin right now. Obviously. You can check them out in the podcast. But um, so look forward to them over the course of the week. Is there anything else you kind of said or did? Oh, uh, well, I think I'm, what I'm we should end on. heading off to... Oh, hang yeah. on, big one involving Greg. Uh, the Hideo Kojima interview. Yes, my goodness. So That was kind of the big tentpole event of the whole thing. Wasn't it? Mr. Kojima was here in Australia and did an about a two-hour-long interview with I Greg. I was asking Gus about that. I said, how'd you get Kojima? And he said, oh, well... <laughs> and like, even to him, it just seemed a little bit unbelievable that they could get him as a special guest. And what a he's, guest. He's, he's big. Like... Huge. In terms of game developers and people that actually create the games, you'd have to say he's in the top five most oh, intriguing yeah. people in it, alongside your Miyamoto's and a few others. Like I mean, that. could you imagine if you got a Miyamoto's? Like, it's that level of uh, popularity of like significance. Um, everyone's been following his story, um, leaving Konami. Konami, yeah. Yeah, so he's, he's very careful news. not to mention it. You'll hear again um, in the Greg interview. Uh, we talk a little bit about what they could or couldn't say and that sort of thing. And it turns out there really wasn't that much that they couldn't. say. No. Um, it was just Greg kind of sensed that he was still like they didn't even use the name Konami in the interview like that uh, that old that other company my old company that sort of stuff they were, they were cagey about it I can understand it's still, that it's still clearly a little bit raw with him well it's also um, yeah and it's, that's fair enough too it's like, understandable 25 years of his life uh, yeah life and that was there. his that was his like Metal Gear that's that's his, his, that was yeah. his baby so the idea that you're kind of being forced out or for whatever reason like now you're no longer with that company and they're like no f you we're going to keep your ip like that's something that you created like 
the thing to understand with someone like Konami, and it shows through with a lot of his interviews, it's like this, this isn't a game that he created, it's, it's something so much more. Ever get him to explain a character in a game where you're thinking like, oh, you know, they put that girl in there because they wanted titillation. Why'd you put that in there, uh, uh, Hideo Kojima? And he'd go, well, and he goes into this big long explanation yeah, where you go, oh, oh Okay, so it's not just some no, no. perverted thing. This makes sense for it's, reasons X, Y, and Z. He is an artist. And for, like, and when artists create, they're not just creating songs like, there you go, that's, that's A, uh, B, uh, C. It's everything is just so significant to them. It has yeah. deep meaning. So for him to have that taken away from him, I completely understand why it would be a soft spot for him to talk yeah. about. But it's interesting to see that same sort of approach and attitude is now showing through with what he's doing with Death Stranding. And he spoke about during the panel that they've yeah. released two trailers so far. And according to him, and according to what he's seen of people theorizing on the internet, no one has cracked the meaning behind what's going on there. So there's your challenge, internet. Yeah, yeah go for it. He, he put he, it out he, there. He, if you, if you want to see that interview, you can actually find it at... Um, It'll like be on group, the Twitch group, archives, yeah, we'll link Twitch people up. Yeah, so you yeah. should be able to find that and be able to watch it. It was a really, really interesting listen. Mm. Uh, it was great to be standing in the crowd. It was wonderful. We were standing for two and a half hours. That was, that was tough. My Shin, back shins hates and, me. Yeah, like, you can <laughs> see people aching when you're starting to twitch and... I was, I was trying these ones, I was like... <laughs> like it, just, well, it, was, it was starting to get pretty ordinary towards the end. Um, and then for me personally, yeah, about four o'clock and I'm seeing the end of that interview, I'm going, oh, hang on, I'm interviewing Greg. I was actually, about an hour I was happy it was ending. Like, that's not because I didn't want to see more. I was like, I was happy because like, I get to go sit down now. Yeah, and take all that in. Oh. It was a really fantastic listen. So enjoy, good. sit in a chair, enjoy it. Like he does dodge a lot of questions and Greg being the awesome interviewer that he was didn't just go he oh he's dodging that and let's move on he pushed push push and then when he was like pushing and was like that's not going anywhere took a little step back and pushed from there then tried a different direction and because of that I think we got a little bit more insight into the game which is amazing yeah. to say because we still don't know anything no really we know nothing nothing about the game, so. especially given he's saying you know the, the, the secret's hidden in there but none of no one's actually oh yeah we've got no it, idea so. and it, here's the thing even if he told us to we've got me. no idea yeah it, it'll still go over most most people's heads so he did say that it wasn't cg that we we're watching so that's like in-game footage the original one was yes. the original trailer but now that he's using uh guerrilla games decimer engine yes the second trailer is okay. running on that um, right. so yeah the original one that's got uh Norman Reedus in it. Yes. CG, canned, all pre-prepared. Second one, all running off a of PS4 Pro. He specifically said that was yes, running off Pro. Yes, he did. Yep. Which was interesting. Yeah, there was a little bit of banter there between Greg and Colin, who's back in the US, and Kojima, and like, that was all a little bit of fun and games. So go, again, go check that out. You'll be able to find it all in the stream. I think Gen it was great, man. It Gen was general thoughts on RTX full stop, because I think oh, look, we've pretty I, much covered everything off. I'd this imagine. is the second one I've been to, and I mean, I, I, li I like these events. I wouldn't have um, signed up to cover again if I didn't like it. Um, the new venue makes it a lot better. There are some things that they can improve on, but of course, that's always going to happen. Uh, for example, day one, they weren't checking bags or anything, and then some, supposedly some people brought in alcohol which sucks because then they said we have to check every bag and they just weren't equipped to do that so now day two you're coming in and yes. then every second person has a damn bag including everyone from the media and so they have to check for alcohol and you, you don't blame the officials or organizers they they've got their hands tied what i will blame the officials for though is that they stuffed up they didn't even check me or angelica on our way through we 
So he snuck that, in a six that, pack. That, 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 was, that was an hour or so after <laughs> things had opened properly, yeah. and it was still a crawl. Yes, to it get was. Through, so. Still is. And, like, and, and I think now. at that point they've gone, we just have to start pushing people through. So check your ID, here's your wristband, go. Yeah, and there's no problems with checking back, but you just have to be equipped for it. Unfortunately, they had three lines where they checked, and as you pointed out, it's a crawl. So that's something that maybe they can work on for next year, and they probably will. Uh, what else? There were only two panel rooms. So because of that, um, they weren't exactly staggered so well. Whereas you go to PAX, there's like six panels, seven panels at any given time. Here there's two. So the lines, this is why they're filling up. And this yeah. is why they're so long. Also because of the fact that you've got a celebrity on there and everyone wants to see that celebrity. Uh, it makes sense. That's why they're here. So yeah. they're always going to be popular. But I kind of think if they split them up more and across the weekend, so it's like kind of funny here, kind of funny there, kind of funny there, that could help stagger things yeah. out, but I'm, I've never organised an event of no, this magnitude. No, it's, it's a whole other yes. ball game. There's lots of logistics and you're, oh, yeah. you're working with a venue who's saying yay or nay to certain things. Yeah. Like, their hands uh, are probably They've been so organised with interviews oh, this time. It's, it's, it's fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, like, it's uh, really good. Yeah, they, they made that really easy for us. You could see, I could see the computers at different points and like, lots of colours everywhere. Yes. I'm sure it made mm -hmm. plenty of sense to them, but clearly it was well organised and okay, we need to go get this guest because Paul's here waiting for Greg Miller. Yeah. So if you're, I mean, if you're watching this, if you like anything under the Rooster Teeth banner, I mean, there's so much now, but it seems that every community is pretty vibrant, pretty big. If you like something under that and you know that they're coming back next year, just it's keep worth, an eye I think out. it's worthwhile exploring if, if that's oh, the case. Yeah. So for me, personally, if I weren't here doing some of this interview business, if, it, if Kind of Funny Guys weren't here, mm. I probably wouldn't be either, honestly. That, but it's fine. Like I caught their names six months ago that I saw, okay, Greg and Tim are coming. I'll make this happen. Done. Um, I signed up for the media pass. I, you know, started started organising flights and maybe an accommodation maybe a month ago. Like, instantly, okay, this weekend, I'm in Sydney. Beautiful. Um, that may not have happened if, if they weren't coming along. So, But at the same time, got to play the Switch, which was pretty cool. And that was That's good, too. There was, like, there was something that... All, but everything but else I'm, was I'm like only a, a kind of funny fan though, but I know there's a lot of crossover between your your fun house fan, your achievement hunter, and oh yeah, like there's, there's so only much, separate communities. There's, there's so much crossover there that most people are not like myself who only stick with one. I'm um, with one little group. They're actually immersed in lots of it, so there's so much more for them to enjoy. For example, last and year the culture they, as well, like so many oh, yeah. community meets up and, and meetups and that sort of stuff. Like that's fantastic. Well, that's something that Barbara had touched on as well. Is like how at least from the Rooster perspective, how much they engage with their community, that's why their community is strong. Yeah. So when they look to take someone else in under them, they've done this every time, they've had a strong community. It's like that community is already there, let's take them in, they interact well with that community and that community is strong. Bring them in. And they did that with uh, recently with Screw Attack. Yep. Uh, last year they had actually had Screw Attack in, they also had uh, Rocket Jump Productions, so you had uh, Freddie Wong yep. come along. Uh, great guy too, like what a funny guy he is. How he is on camera, it's kind of just how he is. He's really cool. Um, but like both of those guys, oh, I should, should say both of um, what banners they fly under, they have that strong community. So it made sense to me why they're now part of Rooster Teeth. So if you're looking to ever come to an event like this, like, well, keep an eye on the RTX pages. Like they come out pretty early on with like their Yeah, they, they were pretty clear yeah. pretty early on. I think that, yeah, the Kojima and Greg and all that, like that, we've known about all that sort of stuff oh, for yeah. uh, several months. Yeah. Um, so it's, you're not scrambling to try and get to Sydney. Not it's at all. Pretty practical and reasonable to do so. If you need to save you money, you can. Like it's it's all pretty accessible on that front. So. And their streams were really good this year too. Like they were okay. pretty good last year as well. Okay, but, um, cool. Their streams have been, I think, good. The fact that you can go back and watch an archive now, 
That's excellent. Like, yeah. I don't know if you had that last year. Maybe you did. I never went back and watched them because yep. I actually watched them in person. Yeah. On his high horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, last year. No, last year's uh, venue was quite horrible. This one's got air conditioning. I think that's the biggest thing. <laughs> so I think they'll stay here then. Yes. Yeah, um, definitely. Look, I think that's about all that we've got to say or discuss. Yeah. We've we've kind of covered pretty yeah, I much everything. Talking. I'm yeah. off to a kind of funny panel shortly, and then I'm jetting off home tonight. So look forward to seeing this episode in about two days' time. I'll be nice and tired for having edited it. Well, You'll do a good job. Uh oh. Uh, before we disappear, can you let everyone know what your Twitter handle is so if they want to reach oh, out? Oh, I'll spill it out. So it's uh, Garfield. They're, they're going to see it on the screen anyway. Yes, hopefully. it's Garfield. It's uh, can we point to an edit? Like, yep, that's down, up. Down, down here? here? Down here. That's me. Lower thirds. Garfield, but spelt that way. Uh, and Paul James P2. Um, make sure to visit player2.net today that's Definitely. where you'll find uh, Adam's interviews yep. and probably some other bits and pieces I don't know I haven't given too much thought to what I might write about my time whether I'll write anything about my time with Zelda I, I imagine I, I think you should I think I I we'll, we'll do a, we'll do a little bit I haven't planned anything out like yeah. that yet I've got oh, thankfully when I return to work tomorrow it's a swimming sports day so I don't, oh, have, to, I don't have to worry about work too much I just can, worry about kids drowning I'll, yeah yeah but it's not my responsibility <laughs> to supervise that's, that's what uh, lifeguards are for and the people who work there so I'll sit at a table maybe flip my computer out and when I'm not editing this video start jotting down some ideas for what I can write about that's Zelda. a great idea um, <laughs> maybe we can even you know we'll, we'll talk about some of those we'll work it out we'll, but there should be plenty for you to you know in, enjoy we have a anyway lot of from content. what Adam does with his interviews my interviews the video content um, enjoy it you know like share subscribe the usual sort of deal all of the above and as always thank you again for watching and we'll see you later